Let's give Brandon a round of applause. Well, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Jeremiah Johnson, one of the elders here at Heart of the Father. Uh, just really excited about this year. If you were with us in December, uh, every December we have what we call uh, Staff Sundays, where on each Sunday we hear uh, from a different staff member. Uh, if you're a staff member here at Heart of the Father, would you stand and can we give these guys a round of applause just for their help on the Sundays. Also uh, would like to recognize our uh, new students. Uh, most of you know that Maranatha School of Ministry launches January 14th, uh, just in uh, a week or so, and there are students here that have moved uh, from across the country here to Lakeland uh, to be a part of it. Did you know that Business Insider, just this past week, uh, Lakeland, Florida, was voted the number one city in all of America to buy a house in 2019? <laughs> Folks, God speaks in different ways, and I'm telling you, it's a prophetic sign. No, you didn't hear me. I have been prophesying for eight years. When God called me to plant this church in Lakeland, my very first question was, why Lakeland? And the Lord says, because Lakeland is an end-time revival city, and that men and women would move from all over the world and call this place home. I believe that in many ways we are going to see or begin to see a fulfillment of that word. But I believe that the Lord, with the opening of the school, is bringing folks here. And so I want to recognize all the students if you're here. But if you're here this morning and you moved from out of town to be a part of the school, will you stand for me? Let's give these guys a round of applause. I know we've got Kentucky, Illinois, and North Carolina are here. And if you're here and you're paid and you're coming to the school, why don't you stand? Let's give all these guys a round of applause. Thank you. Uh, Maranatha School of Ministry, if you haven't heard, is a five-fold ministry, full-time, two-year school of ministry. Uh, Barry, myself, and Dr. Joe Davis are going to be overseeing the school together Monday to Friday, 8 to noon. Uh, I'm coming off the road in a major way and really excited to help forge end-time messengers in the earth. Uh, Rick Myers, would you stand real quick? Can we give Rick a round of applause? Rick has been the general contractor over on the other side of the building. We have been renovating for the last six to nine months. About 20,000 square feet over there. It looks beautiful. We're nearing kind of the end uh, of the classroom side of things. It's uh, just stunning all that God has done. And really excited about what God is going to do in our midst right here in Lakeland. So uh, thank you so much, uh, everyone, for supporting the vision uh, I'm going to preach a message this morning called 2019, the year to watch, warn, and war. The year to watch, warn, and war. I confess to you that if you're looking for a sermonette, this is not for you. 
I confess if you're looking for a motivational speech, this is not for you. Uh, if you're looking here to be part of an end time army in the earth, this is for you. Now our elders have encouraged me just to preach and not worry about if it flies over the heads of certain people or different people, which is okay. I love the body of Christ. I love the people of God. But what keeps me up at night is what God is doing in this city, in this nation, and in the And so I want to invite you into a storyline. I want to ask you to come up higher and connect with what God is doing. The last thing that I'll say is my new book, I, um, it's not I, I already wrote that. My new book, Cleansing and Igniting the Prophetic and Urgent Wake-Up Call, did officially release December 18th. Um, it is currently the number one new release in Christian prophecy. It is the number one new release in Pentecostal Christianity. And it is the number three release in Charismatic Christianity. It is also the number 10 on the bestseller after one month of publication. Um, God is using the message in that book literally to circle the globe. Uh, we are getting invitations around the world. It's really uh, something that I believe the body of Christ needs, which is prophetic reformation. If you have not got a copy of that book, you can buy it here at the church. I recently just wrote a book in the last two weeks which will be available for sale next Sunday. How did you write a book in two weeks? God. My new book is called Trump 2019 and Beyond. I believe that this small book, it will come in paperback and ebook, is an intercessor's manual. God has given me great revelation concerning Donald Trump, the future of America, and how the church can prepare for the days ahead. There's also prophetic words and dreams in there concerning Australia, the Middle East, and Israel. Uh, would covet your prayers. A lot of people hate me. If you didn't know, we get hate mail every day. Uh, people do not like what the Lord is using me to accomplish in the kingdom of God. Uh, wherever there's great promise, there's great warfare. But I don't care. I'm never going to die. All right, all right. Okay, so David Vespa told me to bring the fire. So are you ready for the fire? I really feel like we should stand up and do jumping jacks. Okay, stand up. No jumping jacks, though. I just want you to know I'm not angry, okay? A lot of people think my intensity is because I'm angry. I'm really not angry. I love my life. I love my family. But I have an urgency. That's what you feel. You feel an urgency uh, to prepare. I, I want to help prepare you for 2019. I want to share with you what I believe God is saying to the body of Christ. Now, body of Christ is huge. You get that. There are thousands of churches all over, millions all over America. This, what I'm going to share, is a larger word, but I believe you can grab hold of whatever God wants you to grab hold of. If it's flying over your head, just say, Lord, I receive it, amen. And we'll just pray that it will drop right down in your spirit. If you're tracking with me with every word, just give me a shout, amen. But 
Are you ready? All right, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would accomplish your will and your purpose this morning. Father, I pray for a spiritual deposit of a love for the truth. Lord, I'm asking that anyone that's connected here at Heart of the Father or in this family, that you would stir a love for the truth. Your word says the truth sets us free. The truth sets us free. Sometimes before truth sets us free, it makes us angry. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, no matter what stirs up inside of us when truth is spoken, let us be lovers of the truth. Lord, let us catch hold. Some things are taught, other things are caught. Let us be taught. Let us be, 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 be caught, Lord. Catch us up in your story this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have in your Bibles, would you please turn to Ezekiel chapter 2. I think Phil stole my sermon notes, so I'll have to talk with him after service. But I want to talk about the call of a watchman. This message is a call to watch. It's a call to warn. It's a call to war. I believe that God is uh, stirring His people in this hour into battle. I believe for many of us it's time to get off the sidelines. It's time to stop being a spectator and become a participant. For me, I want to be right in the middle of what God is about to do in the earth. I want to be right in the middle of what's going to happen in Lakeland. I want to be right in the midst of what God is about to do in Florida. Many of you know the send is coming to Orlando next month, February 23rd. Over 60,000 people are going to gather in Florida, in Central Florida, asking God to hurl evangelists into the harvest fields. We want to see a third great awakening in America but some of the tension that we have to embrace is called the American dream it's easy to get lulled asleep raising a family it's easy to get lulled asleep getting married how many people do you know that were single on fire for God they got married and the fire died I'm not going to get married to someone that's going to put out my fire. I want to marry someone that's going to stoke my fire. I want I want to figure out. I want to labor. I want to groan. I want to Lord, how do you get the fire in little kids? What, what, what does it mean to have sit-down conversations where our, our six, almost seven-year-old, out of nowhere, she's on the couch last night, and she says, Dad, what's a rabbi? What's a rabbi? I said, what, 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 oh, I saw it on TV. I had an hour conversation with her about Jesus is more than a rabbi. He's the Son of God. Oh, come on. He's more than a teacher. He's the Son of God. How do we live in a, in a place in history where I'm, 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 I'm pursuing God, but if you know me, you're coming too? You know, it's interesting when you catch fire, people that want to stay in neutral don't like you. 
See, the reason why people resist the fire is because when the fire breaks out, it's wild. Last weekend, I preached with John and Carol Arnott. Many people know them from the Toronto Fellowship. True carriers of the presence and the glory of God. I was talking with them about what happened in Toronto. You tell me from a pastoral. They said, Jeremiah, we were just pastoring a church, praying for a move of God, maybe looking for a rainstorm and a tsunami came. They said the people would fly all over the place, chairs being knocked down. He said it was glorious, but you know how many friends and family members we lost who thought we lost our minds because we said yes to God? I felt the Spirit of God speaking to me this morning to many of you. Do not let the disobedience of other people hinder your obedience this year. Do not let the silence around you hold you back from speaking forth truth in a world that's given to compromise. There's a price. There's a cost that we have to count, that we have to embrace, that says, I refuse to tone down my level of hunger for people that are less hungry. Well, I just wish revival would come to this church. Good, it starts with you. We've got to stop blaming churches and pastors for why we don't have any fire. You don't get real fire at church. You get real fire in a prayer closet. Personal revival leads to corporate revival. What we want to see God do corporately in a church family must first manifest in your and I's family. Come on, are we awake today? It's not a kid's pastor's responsibility to help my children grow in God. I have a role as a parent to disciple my own kids. See, it's this twisted Hannah syndrome that we have in the church where we drop our kids off at kids' church and when they don't serve God at 18, we blame the church rather than taking responsibility for our failures to shepherd our own children. For more, visit Barry and Diane's parenting class Wednesday nights at 6.30. You know, the, the, the tension of the prophetic of the watchmen is that they're sounding an alarm. They're telling people to wake up. And the people are looking around saying, I don't see any trouble. Brother, what are, what are you so passionate about? What are, what are you so fired up about? Brother, why, why are you mad? But there's an urgency. There's an eye of the eagles. There's something where we don't focus on what is seen, but as on what is unseen. But I'm going to even tell you in America, many of us don't want to wake up to the fact that judgment is coming to this nation. 
I don't care how many positive prophecies. I don't, want, I don't care about how many hope-filled. Let's just imagine. I believe a third great awakening is coming, but I believe judgment is coming too. In fact, if you look historically, they come intertwined. Well, brother, how could you say that? It's called we live in a nation that has aborted now 60 million babies. Their blood is crying out from the ground. Do we even care? Well, brother, that has nothing to do with me. I've never had an abortion. Yes, but you're living in a day and age where your voice can be used to change someone's decision. In 2012 at this church, there was a homeless woman who came into our fellowship that got pregnant and was going to have an abortion. I remember the meeting, Marie Jenkins was there, when we gathered around her and literally saved a child's life. I mean, murder is getting ready to happen. We get in there and wrestle her sober. She delivers the baby and it's adopted. That might have been in the history of our church. Maybe the greatest thing. We saved a life. Sixty million babies. Their blood is crying out from the ground and we're bored. We have allowed social media, we have allowed entertainment to cause us literally to be drunk. Drunk on what? Drunk on complacency. Drunk on apathy. Drunk on an American dream. Leave me alone and let my live my life. Or it's like the Nike t-shirts. I'm not a role model. Well, let me tell you something, sir. Let me tell you something, man. You're a role model just as long as you have breath in your lungs. Once you're a father, you're a role model for life. Once you're a mother, you're a role model for life. God is calling on his people in this hour to wake up. That's what the Lord said to me. It's a dangerous place in 2019 to be at ease in Zion. It's a biblical phrase that the prophets would rise up and say, Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Jeremiah, he stood up in his day and he said, You are addressing the wounds of my people superficially. You are saying peace, peace when there is no peace. The church is not called to provide band-aids to God's people. This is not three steps to a better life. This is not another program. The Lord wants to release the power of the gospel that brings inward transformation where people headed to heart of the Father and they just don't know what happened. I just met God. When's the last time we had, we hungered, we longed for that type of encounter where we were able to take it home and it changed everything? See, I love the move of God. I love when people get touched and fall down. But I keep telling people, if you keep falling on the ground and you can't take it out the door, stop falling on the ground. 
So many of our revivals historically, all these meetings day in and day out, produce children who are not even serving the Lord any longer. I'm not looking for fire that just lasts in extended meetings. I want fire that torches my home. I want fire that torches. I heard one guy say the other day, yeah, the revival was great. The only thing is I ended up divorcing my spouse. Mercy, grace, restoration to that brother. But the type of revival I'm burning for is when marriages go in, they come out better. When kids go in knowing about God, they leave knowing God. All right, I'm just getting wound up. Anybody been following this, was it, 11, 12-year-old celebrated drag queen in America? Maybe we shouldn't talk about that, brother, because you're too negative. Young boy or girl or whoever it is, good morning America, dancing in gay bars, now is the epitome of a next youth of a next generation in America. Now we're not only celebrating homosexuality, we're celebrating transgender. Well, brother, I don't know about that. Can I implore you to read the news? I heard these people all the time. It's like they're super spiritual. I don't, I don't listen to the news. I just get in prayer. Well, what are you praying about? I get that God can give you divine downloads and you're so spiritual that you can prophesy what's coming and all this stuff. But I'm going to tell you, I had a season of 12 months in my life where the Lord commanded me to read the paper every day and he was going to inject me with an urgency for moral and cultural issues in America. We have got to get our heads out of the sand in the church and wake up. The last mayor election in Lakeland, do you know who was running? It was a Christian businessman versus a homosexual guy with a liberal agenda. I thought to myself, I wonder if the church will even vote. I wonder if people even care what will be legislated in their own city on a governmental level or we're just, you know, raising our families and going to church on Sundays. We have a responsibility as citizens in this land to help legislate the government. Oh God, come. Good. He's going to come through you. We have been given dominion, power and authority to destroy and decree the kingdom of God. Lord, come and make a difference. Good, open up your mouth. The church goes silent when we have responsibility. The church roars and applauses when they watch some other guy do it. See, the shift in the charismatic churches, it used to be come and watch Brother Hagen operate in all the gifts of the Spirit at the expense of no one else operating in them. Come and, come and watch Benny Hinn operate in the anointing of the Holy Ghost, but no one in the congregation can operate in the Holy Ghost. 
So what's happened in the charismatic church is we have our celebrity figures, when they cry out, when they catch fire, we all applaud and say, yeah, but when a watchman stands up and says, no, it's your responsibility as the people of God to become watchmen in your families, watchmen in your sphere of influence. Where'd you Jesus didn't pick up his cross so we don't have to. Jesus picked up his cross to show us how to pick up ours. God, we're praying for a move of God in America. Good, are you ready to get started tomorrow? God, the abortion. Have you ever visited an abortion clinic here in Lakeland? God, the homosexuals, we just pray that you would return. Listen, the people email me like, man, brother, do you really think the Lord's, you know, going to tarry for five more years? I'm like, oh, God, I, I hope he tarries for another 100. We're not ready. I, I'm, this, I'm, not, I'm not concerned with the people out there. I'm concerned with people who go to church every Sunday and think that because they go to church, they're saved. Well, Lord, send awakening to this nation. Awakening will come to this nation when awakening comes to the church. Brother, why do you call worshipers down to an altar on Sunday as if they're the only worshipers? Because I wonder if a lost person had to walk through this door this morning, if there was a level of encounter here that could have delivered him, or he just walked into another church full of robots. I'm looking, for, I'm looking for something. I feel like God in heaven is saying, is there anyone out there? My eyes are searching to and fro. Is, is there just one person that will wake up, that will cry aloud and spare not? I mean, is there anyone willing to actually live out the gospel, which includes offense? Why are we trying to divert and get around what it really means to embrace the cross? Are we prepared? Are we ready to extend the kingdom of God in this city and be willing to know people out there will hate us? Well, brother, I'm looking for a revival that's, that's neat. You'll never have one. You know, actually, tr when true revival comes, how you know it's true is because no one likes it. They'll write about it in the papers. They'll come against it. They'll accuse it. Lord, I just want to catch fire. I don't care what the price is. I don't care if I came here this morning for one person that says, you know what, this year I'm selling out. When I see sin, when I see compromise, I'm not looking the other way. When my kids start doing this and start doing that, I'm just not going to do the oh-ha-ha ha, trick and see you later. I'm going to confront the issue and the problem. God called Ezekiel as a watchman here in your text. Verse 2, excuse me, chapter 2. I wanted to look at this quickly because I believe the call that Ezekiel had, had God answers a lot of excuses that many of us might have for why we can't stand up, why we can't do something in the world around us. Ezekiel 2, 
He then said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet that I may speak with you. Call me militant, call me old school. When I grew up in church, my father made me stand. There was no such thing in my family as going to church and sitting down. I get if you're disabled, I get if you have an injury, but my dad instilled inside of us, if you are physically capable and able to stand to your feet, it is a sign to the Lord that I am ready, that I am here. I, you know, why, why does Lou Engle do this? You guys know the loose way? Do you know it's just so he can concentrate? Well, brother, I didn't hear from God last Sunday. I asked one guy, were you standing? Oh, I always sit in church. I said, maybe you'll hear from God if you stand. Maybe you'll hear from God if you go down to the altar. As simple as that, he became one of the most prolific prophetic voices I know. I'm looking for an encounter with God. Stand up. Stand to your feet that I may speak with you. I mean, we can go New Testament, Ephesians 6, the arm. It says, after you have stand, double. Once you, oh Lord, I'm standing, I'm ready. And the Lord says, stand up again. An Old Testament prophet. And he spoke to me, the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet. And I heard him speaking to me. Then he said to me, son of man. I'm sending you to the sons of Israel, and they will receive you and love everything that you have to say. <laughs> Brother, I'm, ju I'm just, I'm blessed by your passion and your, your fire, but you don't know my story. You don't know where I work. You don't know the kind of wicked family I have. You know, I'm finding more and more you read Ezekiel. How about Isaiah? The Lord commissions and tells him, no one will listen to anything you have to say. Well, brother, I, I, I can't speak up. They, they won't. It's not about them listening. It's not about their disobedience. It's about your obedience. It's not about their deafness. It's about the church rising up in this hour and getting a voice. See, we've domesticated people. We're raising little kitty cats when God is looking for roaring lions. He wants wild, ferocious, unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's looking for an end time army. Or we can just be babysat and have a good little church called Heart of the Father. Good word, brother. Lord, disturb me. See, when your heart starts longing and, and aching for more, you, your, your prayer life changes. It's not, Lord, give me a good night's sleep. It's, Lord, keep me up. It's not where, the, where are we going to go eat at church after church. It's, Lord, I want to be so wounded and hungry for you. I'm, I'm not even hungry for lunch. I'm sending you to the sons of Israel to a rebellious house 
who, who have rebelled against me, they and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. And I'm sending you to them who are stubborn and obstinate children, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they listen or they fail to listen, I would encourage you to, to underline that, circle it, write in your journal, whether they listen or fail to listen. It is not, I believe, an acceptable excuse in the kingdom of God to not speak truth because they won't listen. It is not an acceptable excuse in the kingdom of God to not speak truth because people will not listen. I'm telling you, we have let the sin around us cause sin to grow in us. We have allowed the, the compromise in the church to drown out. I, I'm telling you, truth today is called legalism. Truth today is called being negative. Truth today is being called a doom and gloom prophet. Brother, I had a, a famous preacher ask me, how, or say to me, how dare you say judgment is coming to America? How dare you say that? Do, do you have an experience? Do you have an encounter with God? And I really wasn't trying to be a smart aleck. I said, no, I've just read the Bible. There has never been a nation from Genesis to Revelation that has shed innocent blood, that has legalized sexual immorality. There has never been a nation who did that and God did not judge them. Well, brother, where, where, where's the hope in that? Revival's coming. Judgment's coming, but revival is coming. This is darkness will descend upon the land, but arise and shine. When judgment comes to the nation, I want to be found in the harvest fields crying out for the mercy of God. I don't want to be busy playing house and playing church and storing up treasures in my fifth bank account where must and... What, what are we living for? Do we have eternity in mind? Oh God, I pray that you would help me fulfill your will. What if it starts today? Are you ready? We pray all these big prayers, Lord, use me. Are you preparing today? If the Lord called you tomorrow, are you ready? Well, Lord, there's sin and compromise around me. Preach the word. Well, Lord, they'll never listen to me. Preach the word. Ezekiel 3, verse 17. Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman to the house of Israel, whenever you hear a word from my mouth, warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you do not warn him or speak out to warn the wicked from his wicked way, that he may live, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hands. 
There are sins of commission and there are sins of omission. I believe many people have been taught about sins of commission. In other words, sin that you committed by what you have done. How many of us are guilty? All of us would raise our hand. I know for a fact there are sins that I have committed commission. But here are sins of omission. Sins of omission are sins by what we have not done. When you knew to do right, when you knew to speak truth, when you knew and you chose not to, that, my friend, is sin. Well, Lord, free me from my work. What if it's the very place where you're called to speak truth and see his glory come? I'm telling you, a lot of us are literally, we're trying to flee. We're trying to get out of. We're trying to run away. If you do not speak the truth, who else will? Have you ever asked yourself or thought to yourself, maybe this is more than a, a job. Maybe this is more than I just got sat in this section of a restaurant by chance. Do you know that the word coincidence is not found in the Hebrew Bible? There's no such thing. What if everything has been ordered? What if there is a purpose behind every encounter? What if that, but do you feel the urgency? Do you feel the pressure? Do you feel the responsibility? It's healthy. We don't have enough of it in the church. It's a scary place to be in in this hour, expecting God to do something when he's expecting you to do something. God, save my city. Like, what through you? Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Saving the city is done through an army of harvesters. Lord, save my boss. I mean, okay, I'll pray for a dream or a vision, but what if it's supposed to be through you? Some plant, some water, but I believe the Spirit of God is roaring like a lion this year. I believe God is calling His people to watch and to warn. So let me, let me begin to land the plane. There, there in the Old Testament, it came to Ezekiel. There's this role of the watchman. The watchmen in Israel and Judah, they would sit on the walls of the cities. They would erect watchtowers over the harvest fields. And their responsibility was to cry out, was to warn was to watch was to wait I believe this year God is calling on the church what I've been saying is there's a call to the wall there is a call to the wall some of you need to get on the wall of your family some of you need to get on the wall of your marriage. Some of you need to get on the wall of your city, on the nation, and begin to stand and begin to ask God to give you strategy. I believe we're going to see the education system in America attacked like never before. I believe that children in this nation are in way more grave danger than we can ever imagine. I believe that many of our school systems have become Satan's playground. 
Where are the watchmen? Well, brother, I'm not an intercessor. You're a father. You're a mother. Take dominion and authority over the spiritual life of your child. Get involved. Join the PTO. Operate as a secret agent. Speak in tongues under your breath. Bring oil and drop it out of your pocket. I don't care what you do. Let's rise up and begin to beseech the Lord and get creative. Well, they won't let me into school. Well, I talked to a youth pastor the other day. I said, man, are you in the high schools in your city? He looked at me like I was crazy. He said, brother, I can't get in. I said, but you can drive your car around the perimeter of that city and begin to ask God for a key to that high school. I'm not taking no for an answer. There's a zeal of the Lord of hosts. There's an urgency of the hour. I want to bring it practical this morning. I'm not talking about them out there. I'm talking about us in here. It's like the prophets. They have a word for everybody but themselves. It's like the people that sit in church and say, wow, I hope so-and-so heard this message when really it's them. It's the parents who think other kids are dysfunctional and they don't even see their kids are dysfunctional. It's like the marriages that talk about other marriages and they can't see how jacked up theirs is. This is not rah, rah, let's win America for Jesus. This is rah, rah, let's win my marriage for Jesus. This is rah, rah, Lord, help me. As a watchman on the wall, in, in, at heart of the Father, I beseech you, I challenge you, every parent that calls this church home should be making 6.30 on Wednesday night's top priority. There is a man and woman of God here who have raised seven healthy, godly children by the grace of God. Why can't you and I believe for the same? Talked to a man the other day, brother, I just, I want to step in the call of God. I feel like we're supposed to move. A guy like me, I'm like, well, bro, move. He goes, yeah, but we've got good babysitters. We, 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 we've, we've settled in. Again, I'm trying to sound the alarm. What's going to keep you from your destiny in this room is not a bar. It's not a prostitute. It's not a, it's not a cocaine. It's the American dream. It's the, it's the 60 hours a week on Facebook. It's the sitcoms. It's the, Lord, what do I have to do to begin to climb upon the wall of my marriage, climb upon the wall of my family, climb upon the wall of my church? Lord, wake me up. Because the nature of humanity is we wake up when it's too late. All of a sudden, we need God when tragedy hits. What if I was in tune with my need for God every day that I woke up? Some of you in this room, I hear the Spirit of God saying, this is not condemnation. I feel like the Lord is even saying, we're going to see some prodigals come home. I believe some of you, this is not, well, I blew it. You know what? Get on the wall today. Begin to beseech the Lord and ask Him to rain down manna on those that need Him. 
couple of, of quotes here that you're familiar with. The only thing it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Oh, America, it's, it's, it's so wicked. You know, I, I talk with Lance Wall now. He's a, a friend of mine on the phone the other day. He had just left Washington, D.C. And some of these pastors keep having this same experience with Donald Trump. These pastors get in these meetings with Donald, and they're like, man, you know, you're, you're really, like, abrasive in, you know, your speech. You, you, you know, you, you say stuff, like, foot, foot in your, your, your mouth. And Donald's response to them stuns them every time. He says, yeah, at least I'm speaking up. Where's your voice gone? Even a guy like Donald Trump is telling these pastors, the state of America is due to you sleeping and refusing to speak out. It, it's amazing. Lord, what is it going to take for evil to triumph in my family? Passivity. What is it, it going to take to see my kids grow up in church and end up in hell? Ask these questions. Beseech the Lord. Maybe one of my, my favorite ones. When principles that run against your greatest convictions begin to win the day, then battle is your calling and peace has become your sin. When principles that run against your greatest convictions begin to win the day, then battle is your calling and peace has become your sin. You must at the price, you must at the price of dearest peace lay your convictions bare before friend and enemy with all the fire of your faith. I was hanging out with Rick Joyner last weekend, and this is what he said to me. I was sharing with him the burden I have. He said, if it's a time for peace and we are seeking war, then we're in rebellion. But in the same manner, if it's a time for war and we seek peace, then we're guilty of treason. If it's a time for peace in America and we're seeking war, then we're in rebellion. But in the same manner, if it's a time for war, in America and we seek peace, then we're guilty for treason. Rick said, I say it's a time for war. Rick Joyner says that he's had recent encounters where he sees major cities in America on fire. Rioting in the, I said to him, I said, can you imagine if New York or LA was literally on fire? Can, can you imagine how a, how a social media can, can you Can you imagine if, if chaos hit our nation and a nation that revolves around me and my feelings? Am I, can, can you imagine what would happen if judgment comes to this nation? I want to tell you that we have a responsibility as the church to rise up and speak out against deception in our nation. 
We have a responsibility when an 11-year-old starts dancing at gay bars, turn woman, and it's paraded on Good Morning America, and people bring it up in conversation. We have a right as kingdom citizens to say, hey, bro, that ain't right. We, we, we have, we have a, a can, we need conviction. I don't know how else to say it. The, uh, you talk with people. I, I drive by them all the time. Praise God for these folks in Lakeland who stand out at the abortion clinics. They're there every Sunday afternoon. I honk, I wave, I say, Lord, I need to get out there. Thank God for people that are just willing to do something. What can we do as, as we close today? What, what's my, my three points? I, I don't have one. All I know how to do is pray. All I know how to do is seek the Lord and say, God, would you reveal areas in my life that I'm sleeping? Would you wake me up to every passivity, every compromise? Lord, we're, we've got a conference coming here to Lakeland, did you know? Called Watchmen Arise. We're having a conference right here in this sanctuary, January 31st to February 3rd. Lou Engel is coming. Mario Murillo is coming. We've got a guy named Mario Murillo coming who just celebrated 50 years of ministries out in Reno, Nevada. He never comes to churches. He sets up white tents in some of the nastiest worldly cities in America and preaches the gospel and gets spit on. I asked Lou Engel, what do you know about Mario Murillo? He said, all I know is when I was 28 and he was 25, I watched him get beat up at Cal Berkeley preaching the gospel. I asked myself, why would God send a man like that now in his 70s to Lakeland, Florida? Why would he come to a church? He said to me, I'm coming to release the fire for evangelism. We've got Isaiah Saldivar coming. If you can't get saved under his preaching, you're spiritually dead. I would invite every friend, every family. I, I, I would, Lou Engel's coming. If, if you can't get stirred to prayer on Lou Engel, you, we need to check your pulse. Jenny Weaver is coming to lead worship. Jenny Weaver, a crack prostitute turned worship leader. The testimony of the Lord is sending us choice vessels to confirm his word. The Lord is looking to gather a family of believers here in this church that are going to circle the wagons. Lord, I want to pray for a heart for souls. I want to reach out into the world around me. But Lord, let it start with me. The coal touches Isaiah's lips and he doesn't say, woe is them. He says, woe is me. So if you're here today with your family, if you're here today with, with loved ones, I, I want to ask you to stand right now and just form a little circle. If you're here by yourself, ask somebody, hey, can I, can I bump in? I want, want to ask you to stand. This is how I felt the Lord told me to, to do the altar call. If you're here with your wife, your kids, if you're here alone, just say, hey, can I, can I bump in your group? Okay, we're, we're going to do an adopt the family. If you're next to somebody, just grab a partner. I felt like the Lord said to me, just give me 30 seconds. I felt like the Lord said to me that we are supposed to build a wall. 
It's like a memorial to the Lord. We, we need to dedicate 2019 as a year of marriages, families, if you're single, healthy relationships. I want to invite the Spirit of God, and I want to tell the devil to get out. I want you to lift up family members. I want, want you to pray. Just spend a few minutes covering sons, daughters, family members, cousins. Start with you. And let's take about five minutes, okay? I'm going to be quiet, but let's just agree together, okay? Go ahead. Go ahead.
Come on, just a few more minutes. I, I want you to go in. I want to give you freedom. The Holy Spirit is burdening some of you, bringing things to your mind. Just speak it out in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid to be specific. Come on, something is shifting in here. <sighs> Jesus. Come on, He hears our cries. He's inviting us into His story. Jesus. Fire, fire, fire of God come, fire of intercession come, fire of breakthrough come, fire of prophecy come. More, Lord, we ask for more, Lord. A greater burden, a greater alertness. Sober us up, God. Sober us up, God. Rebekitia robo shokora basakatia ramo robo kora bakara batiria rama. Robo Two more minutes. Come on, just pray. Get it all out in two minutes here. You can pray at home, but let's just take two more minutes and just put it all out there. In the name of Jesus.
If you begin to feel a release, just make your way back to your seat. There's a few more things I think the Lord wants to do. You can sit. want to make sure that we're, we're real clear right before we go here. God wants to wake up His people. The Bible says to be sober, be vigilant, be on watch. One of the greatest evangelists of our day, Steve Hill from the Brownsville Revival, used to always preach, being casual creates casualties. I want to prophetically speak over your life. Now is not the time to be casual. Now is not the time to be at ease. I would be looking for, I would be on the alert, ready to engage. Several years ago, I, I, I prophesied at our church, if you re, some of you remember, about an airplane and how the Lord was, was going to get the right people on the plane. Over the last six months or so, I have had another reoccurring dream for our church that I shared with our elders. And the, the, the dream is our church with the doors on the outside and the hand of the devil shaking the handles, looking for a way in, which I honestly, when Phil spoke, I took that as confirmation. The Lord is saying we've got to get the right people at the right places at the right doors. This is not a church that's going to sit. We are here to mobilize you and empower you even if it's in your family. I'm not, not saying you're called the full-time. I'm not talking about that. We want to mobilize you and encourage you and empower you to win at home to win in your marriage and whatever sphere of influence. But when, when God says, this is what I want to do, a lot of times the devil counteracts it. So I'm going to tell you, many of you, you're going to be called to fast and pray. M many of you are going to feel an urgency to get offline. You're, you're going to have to do something to feed the stirring in your spirit. Don't stuff it. Don't push it down. Feed it. Whatever you have to do to feed the rumble and the ache, feed that, stir that. I think in the next two months, January, February, here at Heart of the Father, we're going to feel some strong rumbling, some prophetic utterance, some breakouts of the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you, write those dates down, January 31st to February 3rd. These gentlemen, Jenny, are coming. It's going to be a divine visitation, I believe, to get marked by the Lord and, and whatever that God wants to do. Amen? I maybe had two or three words that I, I feel like Ezekiel where if we leave and I don't give them, I'm going to be in trouble. So um, I want to give these words just real, real quickly. Um, behind Jordan, I forget your name. I'm sorry, Iris, will you come?
I'm preaching next Sunday, so I just told the Lord maybe we'll just have a prophecy service, right? We'll just prophesy over everybody. Stretch out your hands toward this, this lady. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, and I recognize this woman as a watchman on the wall. And Lord, I ask in the J Jesus' name that you would release an anointing of healing from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. There's a hook in your bloodline. And the Lord says, even as a fisherman would try to hook a fish and bring it up out of water, the Lord says, you cannot come down from the wall. You cannot come down from the wall. You have to stay in the river and keep swimming. And the Lord says, your heart has been, uh, there's almost like a death, a blackness that I see trying to come over your heart. And the Lord says, in 2019, I myself will revive you. I myself will breathe life into you so that in 2020, when I launch you, you will not say it was by my own strength. It was by my anointing. You will declare it was by the hand of God. The Lord says you're going to have to shift some things this year. You're going to have to shut some things down. The Lord says I care more about your heart than launching you. I care more about you than using you. So we just release you right now in the name of Jesus into the loving arms of the Father. We say let rivers of living water. I feel like the Lord, I'm supposed to say this, that this is a family here to love you, support you, to heal you. You're around people people where you're pouring into them and they can't really pour into you and the Lord says I'm going to bring you beside a fresh brook for there will be fresh pure water that will expose and fully heal you no band-aids this year you're going to get full deliverance and healing and you are going to wreak havoc on the plans of the enemy I just felt like the Lord is saying in 2020 I'll raise you up as a watchman not only in in your city but in this county in this in this state I think there's something a little bit bigger for you I don't know about the nation but Florida your county there's something that God has for you so prepare Prepare, prepare. We speak life to your heart in the name of Jesus. I really feel like the Lord at once encouraged you. The devil did not know what he was doing when he messed with you. Out of your own pain and your own hurt, you will inflict great casualties on the enemy in the name of Jesus. On the, the last row here, you got a beard? Yeah, will you come? Just hang tight. I want to encourage you, if you're here, if you've got to go, go. But you can receive what the Lord is speaking to. Father, I just thank you for this man that you sent here today. You made a way for him to be here today. The Lord says there's a shift coming from your pursuit of me to my pursuit of you. There's a Father's love encounter that's coming in a deeper and a more profound way where the Lord says, I've brought you here to receive rest for your soul. There's something like a religious spirit that's tried to strangle you. Your heart has grown weary over how the Spirit of God has been 
grieved how it's been quenched in many churches. And the Lord says, I too will bring you near a brook of living water. I feel like the Lord is saying in your life, you're like Elijah right now. The brook has dried up. And the Lord says, you've got to get up and get to the next season. You're not the only one. There are 7,000 others that have not bowed their knee to the Baal, the God of self in this nation. So the Lord says, I release healing. You're hurting. It's okay. The Lord says, the power of the ministry I've given you will be found in your revelation that when you're weak, he is strong. The power of your ministry in the days ahead will be found in your own revelation that when you're weak, he's strong. Bless this brother. In Jesus' name. How many of you here today are not from Lakeland? Raise your hands high. Not from Lakeland. How many of you drove more than 30 miles to get here? Raise your hand. and just stretch out your hands and just say come on I'm believing for a new year some of you just need to throw 2018 in the trash see you later it's a new year it's a new day I'm getting on the wall I'm not backing down God we thank you for your mercy and your grace God of redemption I just silence the voice of the devil I give you permission to tell the devil to shut up the blood of Jesus speaks a better word than shame and guilt and condemnation. All lies I just command to come out right now. Some of you literally, there's surgery happening in the spirit realm. God is uprooting every lie of the adversary and he's injecting truth. Yes, you, I'm going to use you, says the Lord. Not talking to someone else. Here's the punchline today. Thank you for staying. In the Old Testament, the role of the watchman was only given to certain people. In the New Testament, the call to watch is given to everybody. <laughs> oh, this wasn't an Old Testament message. This was a greater revelation of a New Testament calling. This isn't for special anointed preachers. This is for moms and dads. I prophesy to you, some of you grandma and grandpas, your greatest ministry in the days ahead will be watching and warning and warring over your grandchildren. Oh yeah. Protecting the seed of your loins. Might sound spiritual, but I hear God saying right now, there's something like an Abrahamic blessing coming to you and your children and your children's children. There, there's a divine blessing that's coming if you'll take your stand and ask God to... Jesus. 
feel like the Lord is saying some of you are missing it because you can't see how your family is ministry. I'll receive that from myself. God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that you would shift our focus. Do not miss this. I just really feel like the Lord is saying, I'm not talking about them, I'm talking to you. It's not about their marriage, it's about your marriage. It's not about their kids, it's about your kids. Internal. It's you, it's you, it's you. Sir, right here, you guys together, will you come? I don't try to be spiritual and I just ask if they're married or not. Let's stretch our hands out real quick. In the name of Jesus, God says, I brought you here for a fresh drink of water, for you are called to be a fresh drink to my people. But the Lord says, you have not been received. The people have not received you like I know that I've called you to be received. So the Lord says, I'm changing the terms. I'm changing the agreement. I feel like even the Lord is saying there's where someone would sign a lease agreement. The Lord says, I'm releasing you from whatever commitment that it is where you're supposed to be a fresh drink of water. And the Lord says, there's a a compass that's coming. There's a shifting, a changing of direction. The Lord says, do not grow bitter. Do not grow weary. You've known church hurt so that you'll never do it to anybody else. The Lord's going to teach you how to trust again. The Lord says, open up your hearts wide in 2019 to see what I'm about to do. You're going to go to Israel in the future. Something of an awakening that's coming connected to Israel. In Jesus' name. Man, you, ma'am, you're wearing a white and stripe. You got glasses next to Dustin. Will you come? The back sections are not safe. No one is safe from the love of God. Come on, I want an encounter. <clears throat> Stretch out our hands. In Jesus' name. We just declare, I declare a Hebrew word that came to me, Hephzibah. God delights in you. God is not here to punish you. He's not here to call out your sin. I release the love of the Father, a a tender-hearted, merciful. I am the God of mercy. I am the God of comfort. I am the God of second chances. devil has been lying to you trying to make you feel like you're ineffective that your life it's it's worthless it's meaningless the lord says there's divine purpose in what you're doing your prayers are powerful there's something like a hard heart that's been resisting you and the lord says keep praying for i will soften that heart there's pride around you I don't know what the pride is, but the Lord says whoever this is will either fall on the rock or the rock will fall on them. Just bless you to be a generational blessing. There's a spirit of weeping that's going to come on you. 
It's going to open up the door. The tears will open up the door for favor. In Jesus' name. Matt, will you stand? Matt, the Lord says that you have stepped into my will, but now you just need my favor. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm just going to obey God, but I just want to decree by the authority of the blood of Jesus favor over your life. And the Lord says, just to remind you that favor isn't fair. I'm going to pour out blessing upon your life in such a way that not everyone will be happy for you. But know that I will withhold no good thing from those who seek my face. You have been an obedient son that has followed my spirit every step of the way. And I will richly reward you according to the desire of your heart. Don't get discouraged over the, the Lord says there's a few road bumps ahead like speed bumps, but it's nothing that you will not overcome. It's not only you cannot, you will not. You, you will overcome them. There, there, there's, there's clarity, there's direction. I hope I said that right. You will overcome these speed bumps. Bank on it. Little bumps in the road in the next few months, but there will be a clearing and you will run with all your might. And you will rejoice even in the days when you were 16. Something about 16. There's a, a vibrancy. There's a life. There's a worshiper in you too, Matt. I know you do worship, but there is a love, a passion for the song of the Lord. God's even going to use you to raise up young teenage worshipers that are unconventional. It's almost like they're taught by the Spirit of God. The Lord says, I will raise you up in the days ahead and I will give you many sons. Many sons with a Davidic heart that love worship. Lord, we decree favor and blessing. Lord, let them walk in it. As he stepped out, Lord, let them walk in the blessing, the favor of God. Open up these doors in the name of Jesus. Favor, favor, favor. I want to end by praying for dreams. I believe God, I wrote a book about it, but God can, can make His will known in dreams. In 2014, I was in Israel and had a dream about my older brother. And in the dream, he was working in a restaurant and three gunmen came into the restaurant and held it up at gunpoint. I woke up from the dream, you can understand different time zones, I literally couldn't breathe. I got down on my knees and just prayed till the burden lifted. Woke up the next morning, the first thing I did was call him on the phone, and literally at that exact moment, the restaurant was being held up at gunpoint that he was working in. Some of you 
when you get a burden, when someone pops in your head, do not put, it's not coincidence. Maybe that's just my prophetic heart. Stop it. You don't see people. You don't think just, oh, okay. Ask God about it. it, it have I met this person? Did I'm supposed to be, be it's, some of this stuff is time sensitive. But some of you, I sense in my heart, you're going to get dreams, visions, encounters, words. They have a deadline. They have a time. They're time sensitive. And again, sometimes we don't like that because we feel the pressure and the urgency. But have you ever felt that? Like if I don't give it out, if I don't, it's, it's going to pass. So Lord, in Jesus' name over this entire group, I just pray for a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Lord, get rid of carnal thinking. Lord, open up our minds. We give them over to you. God, just flood us. Lord, if there are prayer assignments, people, God, bring into memory, Lord. I release dreams and visions, Father. If you're calling us to pray, Lord, wake us up in the middle of the night. And finally, Lord, if there's anyone in here, would you look at me? I had a woman call me four days ago. Her voice was shaking. She rebuked me. She gave me about a 10-minute word of rebuke. I mean, just laid into me. And I, I, you know, be honest with you, I was stunned. But what rose up in me was her voice was shaking. I'm sure she was scared to death to call me. But I said, thank you so much. The Bible says wise people love rebuke. I don't ever want to get to the place where I'm not open. I don't care if it's some lady on the phone. What I want to ask us to consider is, one, could you be that lady that's supposed to call or write a letter to somebody? Or could that lady be calling you? All right. Good last prayer, right? Lord, in Jesus' name. If, you, if you're asking us to be a watchman, to warn, if there's, Lord, let us do it in humility. Your word says if you see your brother in sin, examine ourselves, humility. Father, if it's coming, prepare our hearts. If we need to hear something that we don't want to hear, if you want to use us to maybe speak into somebody's life, give us courage, give us boldness. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. We've got part two next Sunday morning. I'll be ministering Wednesday night. I want to encourage you parents, come to this parenting class if you can. We've got youth, men's group, women's group. We're going to take over the Lakeland Center for family night. Love you guys. Have a great weekend.